Hi, I'm Pastor Lisa. By now you probably know me from seeing me every week, but do you really know me? I mean, you can say that you know someone and you can know of them and see them from week to week, but it's another thing to really know someone. Think about someone that you know very well or someone who knows you very, very well. It may be your spouse, it may be a parent or your child, it may be a friend, whoever it is. To know someone really, really well is a different level than just seeing them week to week or knowing a little about them. When you really know someone, you know what the look on their face means. You know what they're thinking when you see that face. You also know enough to know what they are actually meaning when they say something. Or even still, you can know someone so well that you can order something for them at a restaurant and know that that's exactly what they would order themselves. To know someone that well takes time, it takes effort, and it takes being attentive and actually watching and observing them carefully. And it happens over time. When you know someone that well, it also means that you care and that you love them. And that's really knowing them, to pay close attention to them. That's the kind of care and attentiveness that God shows us. He shows us that. He is the God who knows us. And David wrote in the Psalms just about how much God knows us. God knows us so well that he wrote a whole Psalm about it. In Psalm 139, it says, O Lord, you have examined my heart and you know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me travel and when I rest at home, you know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to worship together and to study your word. Lord, I thank you for each person who is online with us today. And Lord, I pray that you would open up our hearts and our minds to hear from you. May your Holy Spirit speak to us. And we pray, oh God, that you would just help us as we learn more about you. And we thank you that you know us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
A few months ago, I watched an older movie that you may have seen or heard of called What Women Want. In this film, it stars Mel Gibson, who is a famous actor. And, you know, you can watch this movie yourself, but just to summarize it, Mel Gibson plays uh, this role of this man who, you know, thinks he knows everything there is to know about women, but he really doesn't. All of a sudden, one day, he has this freak accident, and it results in him now having the ability to hear the thoughts of the women around him. So he can actually hear what's going on in their heads and know what they're thinking. So this obviously has an advantage for him to know what women want, hence the title of the movie. But it also comes with a lot of responsibility because at first it's great, but then as time goes on and it progress, he starts to feel a little overwhelmed, a little overwhelmed at the fact that he knows the thoughts and secrets and hearts of the people that he comes in contact with, all these women around him. And it comes across as some of the things he wishes he didn't know or he didn't hear those thoughts or, you know, it now changes the way that he views someone or his perspective on them or what he thinks about them because of now what he knows that he wouldn't have known otherwise. Knowing information like that can change the way we view a person and what we think about them as well. And there are things that we may not tell others because we may feel judged or because we fear what others will think about us or what they may say if they knew that thing about us or they knew how we were like. I remember watching this movie and thinking, God has the ability to do this, not just with women, but with all of us. He knows our thoughts, our hearts, our deepest desires, our darkest sins. He knows every single thing about us, yet he still loves us. He knows it all, yet he loves us. I want you to really let that sink in for a moment. Really understand God who is perfection in its fullest form. God who is holy beyond comprehension knows you and he knows me. I mean, really knows us. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And yet he still loves us. He knows it all and he still loves us. When David wrote this Psalm, Psalm 139, I'm sure that he was just in awe of this fact that the God of the universe, the creator and the sustainer, the divine designer of it all knows us so personally and intimately because the things that God knows about us, he actually knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows every hair that is on our head. He knows every single detail about us. He knows all of it. And in verses 13 to 16, David talks about God knowing all the delicate inner parts of us. The fact that he knew us even before we were born and he watched us being formed in the womb. You see, God knows your past. 
God knows your past. He knows you even before you existed. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 15 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Unlike us, God has no beginning and no end. He just always was, is, and always will be. So in a sense, we can say that God is pretty aware of everything that has ever happened and has ever gone on. And that includes everything about you and me. He knows our past. He knows what has happened in our lives. He knows the hurt and the pain and the tears. He knows our sins and our shortcomings. He sees when we give in to temptation and when we've fallen short of his standards. He knows it all. He knows our victories. He knows the joys that we've had. He knows everything. So if he knows our past, it also means that he knows what we've done. He knows everything that we've done. Now that's a pretty scary thought to think that just when you thought no one saw you do this, God was there and he saw. Or just when you thought no one heard you say that, God was there and he heard it. He knows every single detail about us. And there are some things that we can feel ashamed of if they only knew that about us or if they only saw that thing about us or if they only heard that we said this. It's something that we could feel ashamed of. Yet God does not want us to feel ashamed of the things that we've done. He wants us to accept that it's happened and he wants us to come to him, ask for forgiveness, and he welcomes us with open arms. He loves us and he doesn't want us to feel judged or ashamed because he wants us to just come to him knowing that he already knows all those things about us. He offers us forgiveness and wants to change us and help make us new. In the New Testament, we read about a man named Paul. And Paul is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, apostle who ever lived. Paul's mission and goal was to build the church, and that's what he helped to do and accomplish. And while Paul had so many wonderful things to uh, experiences that God gave him and epistles that he wrote and all of these different books and, and journeys, he also had a past, a very dark past at that. And if you know anything about Paul, you know that before he became Paul, he was Saul, a persecutor of Christians. Yet God did not allow his past to stop him from being used for the wonderful things that God had for the future. God used him in such powerful ways and he did not allow it to stop him. You see, no matter what you've done or where you've been, no matter the kind of person that you think that you used to be or how shameful your past is, God loves you and he wants to forgive you. He wants to welcome you with open arms. The only thing that stops us from that is our lack of ability to allow God to forgive us. When we don't ask for that forgiveness or when we fear that God could never love someone like me, God could never love if only he knew what I've done. 
Well, guess what? He already knows what you've done. And it's not that he approves of it, but he loves you and he wants you to come to him and ask for forgiveness. And so know that God already knows it all. He knows your past and yet he loves you the same. He wants you to come to him. Your guilt, shame, failures, shortcomings, sin cannot stop you from having a personal relationship with Jesus. The only thing that can stop you is you. And the only thing that you need to do is come to him, ask for forgiveness, accept his forgiveness and his love, and allow him to change and transform you. He knows who you are already and he loves you. So God not only knows you back then and what you were then, he knows you right now. God knows your presence. He knows you right now. In verses one to three, it says, O Lord, you have examined my heart and you know everything about me. You know when I sit down or when I stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm afar. You see me in my travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. As much as we try our best to be good Christians, there are times where we do mess up. We stumble and we fall. For me personally, I know that there have been times in my life, just as there have been times in your life, when I've said or done or even thought things that I probably shouldn't have. And I've, you know, I, I'm ashamed of it at times, but nothing is hidden from God. Others may not be able to see what you think or how you feel, but God knows it all. He knows our thoughts. He knows everything about us right now, not just back then, but he knows us now personally and intimately better than we could ever know ourselves. He literally always has his eye on you. He literally doesn't miss a thing. He sees every detail. Nothing skips his eye. He sees you all the time, every single moment. You are the apple of his eye. He loves you so much. And the other thing that I want you to understand is that nothing we do can ever surprise God. There's nothing that you or I could do that could surprise God because he knows us so well. He knows what we're going to do. He knows what we're going to think. He knows what we're going to say. He knows us so personally and well. I know many people from the church and from crossing paths with them in different ways. And sometimes I run into people who, you know, I know, but because they're, um, I'm meeting them from outside of the situation that I know them from, I don't always piece it together how I know them. Let me give you an example. Recently, I ran into a lady who I know, and she clearly knew me, but because it was outside of where I know her from, I just could not remember how I know her, and even more so, I couldn't remember her name. And so during our conversation, we were talking, and 
you know, about a few minutes in, I felt it was now past the point of asking her what her name was. You know, it was like, if I had done it at the beginning, it wouldn't have been so bad. You know, remind me of your name or, you know, what, sorry, what's your name again? But after, you know, talking for a little bit, I was like, okay, I've just gone past that point and there's a point of no return. So, you know, we're just gonna go. And, you know, so through the whole conversation, I am just trying my best to remember how do I know this lady, you know, and even more so, what's her name? Who is she connected to? You know, what's her name? So I'm trying so hard to, but I just couldn't remember. I know that I knew her from somewhere, but I just don't remember her name. And you know, as I'm thinking of that situation, I think of the fact that God not only knows us, but he knows us by name. He knows each and every one of us and he calls us by name. To know someone by name means that you know them, that you remember them, that they are important to you. Isaiah chapter 43 verse one says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you, or your version may say called you by name. You are mine. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Did you get that? Did you get the essence of how powerful this statement is? That God who created us, God who formed us, God who calls us by name knows each and every one of us. He not just knows you, but he calls you by name. He doesn't say you or you. He says your name because he knows you personally. He knows you so well. I was reading the statistic that as of September 2020, the recent records show that there are 7.8 billion people in this world. That's a lot of people. But yet, even though that's so many people, God still knows each and every one of us by name, personally and intimately. Every detail, every mark, everything that we think, everything that we say, he knows each and every one of us so well. Wow. How amazing is that fact that God knows you right now? Not only does God know your past and your present right now, but he also knows your future. He knows your future. Sometimes we can get very anxious because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. We don't know what's going to happen next week or even next year. And so we can get very, very anxious about it. God knows our future. And I want you to remember that even though you and I don't know what's going to happen, he is still in control. He is still in control because he knows it. He sees the big picture from beginning to end, and he knows from our beginning to our end what's going to happen. In verse 4, it says, You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. 
He knows what you're going to say. He knows what you're going to think. He knows our future and he knows the choices that we're going to make even before we make them. Let me ask you a question. If you knew that someone was going to hurt you or fail you in some way or let you down, would you still allow them the opportunity to do it? Think about that. If you knew that someone was going to hurt you in the future and let you down, would you still allow them to do it? Or would you, you know, not give them that opportunity because you know what's going to happen? Well, that to me would be the obvious choice, that if you know what's going to happen, that you would avoid that situation at all costs, that you would do your best to not let that happen because you're already aware that it's going to happen. See, God knows the future and he sees the biggest picture that we don't see and that we don't have the ability to see. Yet, he still decides to give us what we don't deserve. He knows those who are going to choose him and those who are not. He knows when we're going to sin and give in to temptation. He knows when we're going to turn our back on him or when we're going to walk away. He knows it all, yet he still chooses to give himself up for us. You see, God sent Jesus to this earth to die for you and me. He sent Jesus to die for us knowing that there are some who will never choose him, that there are some who will never love him, that there are some who will never recognize him as Lord, yet he still chooses them. He still chooses us, even if we don't choose him. God will choose you every single time. He loves you that much. He loves you that much. And so I ask myself, who in their right mind would do that? Well, God does, because his love for us is a crazy love. His love for us is a love that cannot be comprehended. His love is a love for us that is unconditional, never ending, never changing. And that means that nothing that we do could ever make God love us more. And nothing that we do could ever make God love us less. He is just so in love with us that we just cannot imagine that. It says here in verse five and six, you go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. And how true that is, I can never comprehend that kind of love. It is just too wonderful. It is just beyond me to be able to understand that he knows it all, yet he is still crazy about us. How beautiful that truth is. In the scripture, we read the fact that he's always thinking about us. In verse 17 and 18, it says, How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake, you are still with me. If you ever pick up a handful of sand on the beach as you're walking, you know that just in the palm of your hand, it is not humanly possible to be able to count the amount of grains that is just contained in your hand in that handful. It's just too many. 
It's beyond us to be able to count that. But yet, God's thoughts toward us not only outnumber what's in our hand, but they outnumber the grains of sand that exist. How crazy is that? That God loves you and he loves me that much. That we are always on his mind. That he is always thinking about us. John chapter 10 verse 14, he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. He knows his children. He knows his people. He knows us and he knows everything there is about us. He also says that my sheep know me. My question to you is, do you know him? Do you know him personally? Do you know him as Savior and Lord? Do you know him as your God and Savior? Because you can. He wants to know you in that way, and he wants you to know him in that way as well. God knows us, and because he knows our deepest sins, secrets, he knows the parts of us that we don't show anyone. He knows us intimately and personally. He loves us the same, and he desires a relationship with us. He wants you to know him. There's a beautiful song in which the lyrics say, he knows my name, he knows my every thought, he sees each tear that falls, and he hears me when I call. Know that the God who knows us knows our past, present, and future. He knows our mistakes, our failures, our shortcomings, our thoughts, and our sins. He knows it all, yet he loves us the same, and he calls us to himself. The question is, do you know him? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each one here today. And Lord, I thank you that you are the God who knows us, that you are not just some distant, far-off God, but you are a personal and intimate one, one who not just desires to be worshipped, but one who wants to be involved in every aspect of our lives. And so God, we thank you that your love goes beyond understanding and beyond comprehension. We thank you, O oh God, that even though you see the good, bad, and ugly in all of us, that you desire to forgive us for all the wrongdoings, for all our shortcomings, and to make us new, and you love us. We thank you that you do not hold our sins against us or treat us as we deserve. We thank you, O oh God, that your love is never ending, and we thank you for who you are. And so, God, may you bless each person who is watching today, and I pray for those especially who do not know you yet, that they would choose to know this personal and intimate God. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to know you more and more day by day, to study your word, to spend time with you, to invest in learning and hearing from your spirit. And so God, may you minister to each one. And we thank you, oh God, for this opportunity to worship online today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen.